from the City of Roses. This is the broadcast by Lash Professionals and for Lash Professionals. Thank you so much for tuning in. Hey guys, we are here, excited to come to you and bust some myths today, right? Yeah, we're going to bust some myths. We're going to be some myth busters. Bust a myth. Bust a myth. Bust a myth. I, we should have like some cool music, like Mythbusters, Paul and Tuss here alive. Mythbusters. Yeah. Mythbusters. Bust- <laughs> yeah, there we go. All right. If someone's a musician wants to make us our, our music, go ahead, make some music for us, and maybe you'll get featured on our podcast. That'd be cool. As long as you give us permission to use your music. But anyhow, we're going to talk about some things that we see people posting online, and we're just going to give you a different point of view, just another perspective. But before that, we do have announcements because we have tons of things going on. 2022, at least, it seems like we're allowed to hang out and do stuff again. So it's kind of nice. Yippee. I want to let everyone know that April 5th, you got to mark that date down. What's that date, Tuss? April 5th is the first day that you can actually get your hands on LashCon tickets. Because they're going right. to drop. They're going to drop April 5th. God willing, if I can get my act together and get everything done, that's our no, plan. No, you're going to because you've already said it. And people are waiting to get their VIP tickets because those are. are limited and those sell out fast. We've already sold 25% of them back in November when we did a limited oh, sale. So there's so, even less. Yeah, there's only 75% of the tickets left. So they will sell out pretty quick worth sure. We sold out actually our sponsor booths, but then we went back to the hotel and got eight more spots. So we still have a little bit there. So if you want a sponsor, there's a chance for you for that. But April 5th, mark your calendar. They will go on sale on that day. Also, we have Tustin's next class is going to be in Austin. And we would love to see you there, Austin, 9th through the 10th, at, with Shelby at Lash Boss Radio at her place called Pink Lady Lash. This is our Lash Retention and Styling course. It is best for people who do classic, who do pre-mades or pro-mades. If you do volume, you can do it. You'll learn a lot, I promise you. It'll change a lot of your perception and the way you think about lashing. But it's hard to do when you actually make the fans on the spot. And then we will be back here. We'll be going to New York, May 5th, 14th through the 15th, and Los Angeles, June 11th through the 12th. We go to lashcastproductions.com. You can see all the stuff there. You can sign up for classes. And we also have a class. Our next webinar is Lash Myths Busted. It's actually a course where we go through a whole bunch of myths. That's going on April 18th online and those ticket sales will or that access will be given by the time this is up will be up pretty soon will be up probably mid-march to late march so hopefully you can sign up and hang out with us for that day all right so let's talk about myths that well we have really uh, i think we have two three. maybe three but we'll hit one hard and then we'll see how far we go with this okay so we see this once in a while in fact i think we've heard this ever since we've been in the industry that swiping the pad with excess bad. glue. Okay. With excess glue is bad. Like first let's describe what, what are we talking about? When they say it's swiping the pad, what is that? So the, the gel pad or the tape is underneath the client's eye and you are separating, you are isolating with your tweezers and you've got one lash. Uh, it could be a classic lash. It can be a fan and you've dipped it into adhesive and you are coming to lay it onto the hair and there's a little bit more adhesive than you need. So you swipe it onto the pad. And since we began, it has been propagated that this is a no-no. You are not to do this. The lash police will come out, ring that siren and say, you are in violation. Yeah. And no dice for you. And they say this for a couple of reasons. They say, well, the first one is you should learn to pick up just the right amount of adhesive which I think is a great idea. Yeah, it's, I it's don't have not a bad idea. Yeah. No, but the reason why, the real reason why you should avoid swiping the pad is to cut down on irritation 
on fumes that are irritating your client's eye. You don't want that. You don't vapors, want... Vapors, actually, right? It's actually vapors. Yes, vapors, irritation, stuff that's coming off that adhesive that's causing that eye to be red, causing it to be stingy. It's dangerous for the client. It takes longer for that glue to dry if it's big and globby on the eyelash, and that causes irritation. And something we used to hear, I haven't heard this in a while, it can burn your client. Because oh, that, people, that used to be that, one that of used the to ones. Be one. We used to hear that. I don't see that much anymore because people have gotten away from the cotton pads, I think, a lot. But, but when there's cotton there- It will burn It will burn. Client. And I've literally had someone tell me, no, no, I burned a client once. And I still, to this day, highly question that. <laughs> I just, you have to put a lot of glue on there you for that to, to heat up. You have to have a catastrophic amount of glue. And what are you doing pouring glue onto the gel yeah. pad? So I'm not saying it. Yeah. Anyhow, but- that's not said anymore. So the real issue is, I think now, is that people are, are concerned like, well, you're putting more glue near the eye line, which means you're going to have more particulates in the air, which will irritate the eye and dry it out and cause it to get red. Yeah. This one, I don't know what it is about it, but this one sticks in my craw. I don't yeah. even know where that saying comes from, comes from, but whatever it, it is. My crawfish. Craw, my craw is full and yeah. it's stuck, right? And it's really stuck there. This one really bugs me and it's okay for us to have different opinions, yeah. but I'm going to defend why I think it is okay to swipe on the pad. And in fact, I want you to swipe on the pad. And here's why I want you to swipe on the pad. My biggest concern is longevity. And making sure that you've got the best possible mechanical fit of that extension to the hair. So that means the most surface area that you can possibly bond and the right amount of glue to do that. A lot of people just pick up the tiniest dab and it gets stuck on there. So the client walks out and it's stuck on there, but it's not a super durable bond. And just by doing natural living, like rubbing your eye, brushing it, washing it, applying moisturizer, it can easily crack or uh, shear a very small, tiny surface area bond. And that extension can pop off. And we all know the pain of what that's like when the client comes back and says, I just washed my face and a ton of lashes came out, right? That's like heartbreaking. So we want the best mechanical bond. We want the most surface area. And while you're learning to do that, I encourage people to pick up more glue. I'm not saying make an ugly bond that is like crunchy and like a three-dimensional sculpture. That's not what I'm saying. But while you're learning to do that, you're going to pick up more than you need. And so you use that pad as a blotter to get exactly what you need and swipe off the excess of what you don't so that you get the best mechanical bond. Now, if you don't do that, if you're more concerned about, I don't want to swipe the pad, your tendency while you're learning this to get the right amount of glue will be to pick up less. And so you run the error or the risk of not having enough. And what that impacts is your longevity. If you don't have enough adhesive to swipe, it might stick there and the client might be happy enough while she's walking out the front door, but it will not impact your longevity. I think it is better to err on the side of longevity than to err on the side of, oh, I got the pad dirty. Now let's talk about why the pad, you know, you know, people are, you know, it's a concern that you, we want to cut down on irritation of the eye, right? Absolutely. But if we are so concerned about the fumes that are coming off that small swipe that we do, we have absolutely no business doing extensions at all. Why? Because the extension that we're putting on with the adhesive is on the lash, on the eyelash, which even is even closer than even the in pad. Closer proximity to the pad, which is attached to the client's eye. 
If that is not a risk, if that is not a means to say, you shouldn't do it if you're that concerned for it. It's yeah, not. Mean, if you're putting 100, 150 connections right next to the eyelid, and then you're worried about some swiping that is even further, how far away would you it's say that? Like down. Inch or two, inch it's further down. It's further down. It's a little way away. It's not right next to the It's eye. not an inch. Half an inch or something like that. Maybe less than a centimeter. Yeah. And by the way, it's, it's curing immediately on the pad itself because it's so little. It's not causing more irritation. It's not like- It is not causing more. Listen, the eye is closed, is it not? Yeah. When the eye is being swiped, it's closed, correct? Right? Yeah. So, and once it cures, it doesn't give off any more fumes. It doesn't give, or vapors, or, yeah. or particulate, let's say. The interesting thing I would be up to seeing is someone actually testing this. Like, let's just see. Do we see a generalization, less people having irritated eyes- when you don't swipe the lid, and I can answer the question of this because I'll tell you in a second why that's not true. But and let's just say they okay, we're gonna do a hundred people with swiping and hundred without, and we'll see if there's a difference in the reactions as far as irritation. And here's the truth, guys. We've been swiping the pad with all our staff since 2005 when Tusk first started doing lashes. Till now, that's 50, 70,000 eyes. I don't know how many it is. It's 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 endless amount of eyes. Now we would get Red, irritated eyes, maybe once a year. Anybody can get red, irritated yeah. eyes if the eye is open. And that's because the eye would be open or the pad would slide up a little bit, dry out the eye. That's how you got. we would got. It was never because we were swiping, swiping the pad. pad. Now, it's a good idea to want to cut down irritation on that. I am not knocking that. But what I'm saying, what I'm offering is, is that the amount of irritation that's coming off the swiping of the pad is nothing. It is not impacted compared to what you're actually doing. What we are doing is we're gluing an extension to somebody's eyelash, which is in closer proximity. So could you measure it? Could it possibly be impactful? Yeah, you might be able to measure it. Yes, it might be impactful. But is it is it meaningful? No, it's not meaningful. Yeah. Because because what we're doing is we're actually bonding it closer. Yeah. So we just want to put the rest, because I know some people out there get really nervous or they see it. And they worry about, you know, thankfully, I don't think anyone's worried about burning clients anymore, but I still think they're worried or trying to find how can I cut down on irritation? And I think the best way for us that we've shared this in the past is one, you should always be checking the client, asking how they're feeling and checking in. And, but what do you do to us to just help the avoid that During irritation? the service, I administer a drop of rewetting or artificial tears. They're single served, they're preservative free. So each client gets a new one. I just crack one off in the very beginning of the service. I say, I'm just going to be adding a little hydrating drop to keep your eye happy. And this is what it feels like. They don't have to open their eyes. I just pull it back just a little bit, squeeze out a little drop, put it in the eye. And what that does is it keeps it happy. It keeps it hydrated. That hydration, those lipids along with the saline from the tears is the first line of defense to keep that eyeball happy. If the eyeball dries out, it's going to be more irritated. Think about it. If our skin is the first line of defense for the insides of our bodies. (laughs) No. (laughs) Uh, The barrier of the skin. If you put water on the back of your hand, it's going to feel normal. But if you sand that back of your hand so that it's uh, the barriers open and you put water on it, it will sting, right? Because there's no barrier there. So it likewise with the, the eye eyeball, has the same idea. yeah, that lipid film, that tear film is the first line of defense. When that dries out, then it's more prone to irritation. So it's really important to keep that eye closed during the service. Sometimes it doesn't because anatomically the client's eye is just a little bit parted or we use tape or, you know, finger motions kind of keep it open. It's not a burn. It's just dried out. 
it's dried out eye. It's irritation. It's not a chemical burn because if it was on the, we know this because we've shared this in the past. The SDS, which everyone has to have, all these companies. It's your safety data sheet. Doesn't say on there that one of the side effects of using this uh, chemical, cyanoacrylate, that it doesn't cause burns in that same yeah, sense. There is an exclamation point, a pictogram, which is a warning just that it could be an eye and skin, skin irritant. And it can, it's but it doesn't, burn, it it's doesn't not, burn. it's not caustic. It's not causing corrosion of the skin. It's not causing corrosion of the tissues. It can be irritating. So that's that the, they say, watch out, be careful of that. Yeah. So you want to keep the eye closed. And as a first line of defense, you want to put in that eye drop in, you can, and it will not impact the longevity. Yeah. What impacts the longevity is a small amount of adhesive over a small surface area. And if you're so concerned about not swiping the pad, you might not be picking up adhesive, enough adhesive. So that's why that one sticks in my craw a yeah. little bit. But kudos to the gals that say that in the sense that they are concerned about irritation. Yeah. It's not coming from where you think it is. The dots aren't connected there. The irritation is happening because of other reasons like eye opening, the gel pad. That's what's causing it. It's not because you're swiping the pad. You're not going to see a decline in irritation just because you stop swiping the pad. And the reason why I can say that for emphatically, because I should go back. I always forget how many last appointments we've done. We calculated at some point somewhere between 50 and 70,000. That's a pretty good study of swiping the pad, not causing any irritation when really over the year we'd maybe have one client where that would happen. You know what I used to do in some of my older promotional materials when we were Integrity Lash, what I would do is I would do a time-lapse and, yeah, I know. Um, I love this. Yeah. And then as my drop-off, as I was swiping the pad, I didn't swipe it randomly. I swiped it in the pattern of the word integrity. Yeah. So basically, as you watched it, you could see me spelling the name out, integrity. And that is a design in adhesive cyanoacrylate on the pad. Yeah. And there wasn't any marked difference. Why? Because the eye is closed. Yeah. And if there was irritation, I got it way closer to the eye because I actually adhered those extensions to the lashes. So. Yep. All right. Let's talk about one more at least. And this is the one about, we've seen this every once in a while, people saying, well, if someone is having their period, they shouldn't get lashes. Why is that? Okay. Well, the theory is, the theory is, is that there's hormones. Yeah. Hormones are controlling, which is true. Hormones control more um, sebum is being excreted onto the eyelashes so much so that it interferes with the bond. Yep. Okay. Even if this were happening, even, you know, yes, more adhesive is being excreted. Or sebum. Sebum, yeah. yeah. You're excreting cyanoracolate out of your eyes. Did it's I cra- say that? Yeah, you said more. <laughs> <laughs> Typically, the skin can get a little bit oily, more yeah. oily. We're just, let's just assume that it's the same structure that's happening. It's not. There are uh, sebaceous types of glands on the eyelashes, but they're not the same ones as skin. They're a unilobular one instead of a mini lobes. So there's less oil that's coming in. And it's a different kind of sebum, which is designed to hydrate the eye. Like holocrine is one of them. And it's designed to bind. So it's a different kind of lipid. That's just a fact. Yeah. If there was a lot of oil that's happening, first of all, oil is not an impediment for the adhesive to bond. It will bind to the oil. We have a couple of videos. Just go to our Instagram over the last month, and you will see we posted two videos. One where Tusney did a test where she literally layered oil all over someone's lashes and attached them, and they lasted for two weeks. And then we actually got from another, oh, shoot, Dream of Something Lashes. They posted, it was a Chinese company, uh, the same thing where someone literally puts their hand or pours oil all over the hand and immediately takes the cyanoracolic glue 
a lash and attaches it to the back of their if hand. If you don't believe me, try it yourself. Just yeah. do your own little test. Put some oil on the so, back of your hands and bind it. Yeah, which shows that the sun actually penetrates through the oil and goes to the surface of the skin. It just binds with it. it, binds. it it's because there's ions on the oil as okay. well. Yeah. So it's not an impediment for it. It's not like a solvent evaporative glue. It doesn't interfere with its ability to polymerize. Yeah, you can't like with Elmer's glue, be applying Elmer's glue and then pouring water all over it and expect it to actually work. Because the water is a solvent, you know, the adhesive yeah, yeah. is a solvent for the adhesive. So it's different. It's a completely different mechanical and physical chemical reaction yeah. So people, let's say maybe because their bodies are changing and see some people say, well, their lashes don't last as long if they get their lashes done when they're having their period. And why would you say that? Why would there be a reason that they would notice that if they, if that's a pattern? Well, if they're not lasting as long, there's a reason why. It's something about the bond, whether it's the technique, the ability of the adhesive to cure, it could be humidity. We don't, I don't know exactly what it's that a is. Technique if if is you what want to say. increase your longevity, you increase the surface area of the adhesive and you use a little bit more. And I think for us, I would say that with the reason why it doesn't last is because one, you've been told it won't last. So all of a sudden you're hypersensitive about it. You see, if you buy a new car, right? I've heard the term is, but if you buy a new blue Toyota Corolla, all of a sudden you're going to notice all the Corollas on the market. Like, oh wow, everyone has a Corolla now. You become very self-conscious of something if it's put in your head. So if you've been told, oh yeah, if your clients are, are having their period that they're- Then you lashes, begin to look for that. That they're not going to, you're going to look for it and you're going to see it. Also, while we don't believe in the fall shed or the spring shed, people do go through shedding periods where they shed more lashes more quickly. It's not seasonal. It just happens to be random throughout the year. People. Some people believe it's seasonable. Yeah. That's fine. We've never seen that connection, and, and we've studied, and we've talked to doctors, and we've yet to find a, a thing for lash studies. There's been maybe one study we've seen for hair, but there was hair head on the hair, but that's not the same kind of hair, so you can't make those correlations. We've talked about it in the other episodes. But in this case, when it comes to someone who's pregnant, or they, on their period. Or, yeah, I'm sorry, not pregnant. Someone's on their period. That they basically shed more all of a sudden. By the way, you might have just hit them when they are actually having that shedding season. It had nothing to do with the fact they were on their period. It just happened that they shed a little bit more. And because you saw that once, all of a sudden now, that's like always yeah. what you're seeing. Extra oil on the eyelashes is not going to be an impediment. And no. even if you don't believe me, just wash the lashes better. So that there's no oil on there. Because it's not leaking out that fast, it's not right? Leaking it's not out spraying that fast. all over their no, eyes. No, it's not. No. No. It's not like they're sitting and going, wow. You, you got to look somewhere else for the reason why they're not lasting. I'm sorry, guys. It's not because she's got more oil and in the system. And by the way, system. how, I mean, I've heard people advise this. Oh, if someone comes in, ask them if they are having their period. And if they are, you say, I have to reschedule you. First off, I don't know how many clients want to be asked that and how, who wants to say, oh, yeah, I'm bleeding. I mean, wait. You kidding? Well, that's people kind of, don't. I don't know if women care, but really, as a guy, I think that's a personal question. It's like asking someone, "Why do you need to know? You're giving me lashes. You're not my doctor." Yeah, it's a personal. And I'm sure there's some people out there, but that said, the other thing that it's like make, saying, "Did you have sex today?" Because you might have worked up a little bit more sweat, getting yeah. off some <laughs> excess sebum on your yeah, eyelashes. Yeah, you're smiling too much. So yeah, you might so <laughs> you know, whatever. But the other thing, as a salon owner. What are you going to do when we would see 800 women a month? Yeah, you're going to have to have the front desk call people or send out a text ahead of time. If you're on your period, you need to reschedule. Yeah, please reschedule. And like every day, if I see 40 women coming in, one of them is having their period that day. So I'm going to have to cancel two, three, four, five appointments a day. Wait a minute. Don't you want to look fabulous even when you're on your period? I mean, what the heck? You can't get your lashes done when you're on your period? Yeah, when this thing gets pushed out there, I'm like, you've never ran a salon. 
If you ran a salon, you would know that this is an impossible policy to enforce. And a clients, you know, want their lashes more than they, they those lie to you, by the way. A lot of times they're going to be like, I, I don't care. I want my lashes. You mean every time it's my period, I'm going to have to worry about coming in and getting canceled? No, I'm going to do a pad check. You have to pull down your pants. Let me see. <laughs> All right, let's check. Oh my gosh! Nope, you are rejected. <sighs> Yo, no. So this, we want to free you up from that. There's this thing in our industry that I see sometimes. No one's doing this for evil purposes. People are just trying to find rules. They're find trying ways to do to the help. best. They really are. They really are. But there's this need to put rules on things. Like we need to put our fingerprint on something and say you should all do it this way or you should all abide by this. Like I, we say this, we are a big tent here. We really don't believe there's really anything you can do practically that will ever damage the lashes beyond help. We're friends with brands that have said, don't do this. Yeah. And we're friends with people who say, don't swipe the pad. We're still friends. We can disagree. And that's right. We don't feel like there's any shame on them, but we are always looking for ways to free up the industry. So we don't have as much worry about all the things not to do. Like don't use point two zeros. Don't put. Yeah. I think that your guys are smart enough. You can figure it out. And if something doesn't sound right, or even if you feel like, even if you heard something, you just, you want to do it differently. That's fine too. And yeah, and if you decide, no, I don't want to lash uh, women who are having their period, go for it. That's good, I mean, yeah. We're just trying to help you guys think a little differently. And the reason we always say things like, always ask why. Why is this the way it is? Why are they telling me to do this? Is it just because someone told me to do that? That's the only reason? I mean, they didn't actually go out and do these studies. They didn't actually test it. It just sounded good. Because there are a lot of things that sound good at first, but when you look underneath the surface, oh, there's nothing to it. I mean, we've talked about this, but the cramps, right? When I grew up all my life, don't go in the pool after you eat because you'll get cramps. And one day our kids are like five, seven years old. I'm, you know, I'm saying, oh, kids, we got to wait, wait, half, gotta wait half an and hour. Then, and then I go, wait a minute. In my mind, I'm like, what type of cramp am I worried about? Is it a leg cramp? Is it a stomach, stomach cramp? cramp? Is it a arm? I mean, I don't even know what cramp I'm thinking about. Is it... Pooping cramps? I don't know what they're... But we just did it for so long. We said for so long we were denied to be able to swim after. So you got to wait here too. And they're like, oh, And I'm sure that somewhere at some point this came from something. But then I started just telling the kids, I don't care. Just go in the pool. They would eat. And we never saw cramps. Not once. (laughs) No one got cramps. No one was in the pool going, I wish I didn't go in the pool so early. It was only 25 minutes instead of 30. Dang it. No, that stuff didn't happen because it's this myth and folklore and gets passed on from generation to generation. And I think there's some of that that happens in our industry too. Again, no shade on anyone. I don't think anyone's trying to do this because they want to be evil. <laughs> Watch me start these new rules that will destroy our industry. It's just people are trying to figure things out. And uh, you should always ask why. You know, why, why are we doing this? Why are we you know, doing this? And then hopefully you'll find answers or you'll test it yourself and by the way, if you find something we say that is opposite, DM me, send me photos, send me your results, send me your tests. I am always opening to being corrected or we, no, actually I am, but Tess doesn't. No, but we. <laughs> you can correct me. Yeah, we, we're open to different points of view. And by the way, we can disagree too. And you know, you can still hang out with us and we'll hang out with you and we'll have fun. Yeah. Yeah. So I think we'll stop with that. We had one more, but truth is we uh we're running out of time, so right. we got to get going. But thanks, guys, so much for hanging out with us. It's, as always, a pleasure. Thanks for tuning in. By the way, we'd love for you to follow us on Instagram at Lashcast Podcast and at the Lash Conference. And remember to subscribe, share, and review. On behalf of my Lash Noodle, Tusney, I want to thank you for taking some time to listen. Keep on lashing, and remember, you have a friend in the lash industry. Bye.